Episode of Faith FM's Looking Up Woo-hoo. Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> if you can tell that we were caught off guard, you are spot on. You get the prize. And um, my name's Danny, and I'm here hanging out with my good friend Sharissa and the most wonderful producer on the planet, Shell. And let's hear it for Shell. <laughs> Fantastic! It's great to see uh, my good friends here in the studio here with me. And, um, and I'm sure you're out there having a, a lovely day. It's a beautiful sunny day here today. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's delightful. It really is delightful. <laughs> There's a bit of breeze in the air, a lot of rain the last couple of days. Um, well, not a lot, a lot, but a little bit. We needed it. Um, so it's good to see the sunshine. And we are looking forward to what the Lord will provide today through His Word. And so today we have Sharissa. She is leading the charge. We have a brand new series. Sharissa, tell us. What's we, our brand new series well, that we begin today? We're very excited because we're going to the book of Revelation. We're going to look at the seven churches. Not all today. Uh, today's like the introduction. So we're going to look at Revelation chapter 1. Wow, the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're going to the apocalypse. This is going to be exciting. So folk, um, I hope you are able to hang in there with us for the, for, for the entirety of this program. You're going to be blessed over the next couple of hours, um, as we unpack, uh, this all important subject from the very beginning of the book of Revelation. Now we do have a giveaway once again, as is our custom, and it's a fantastic book called God, 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics. So this is going to be a fantastic book. And we've got three to give away, Shell tells us. No one misses out. <laughs> Nobody will miss out. So we've got three of these copies to give away. So we'll have a code word um, to give out towards the, the back end of the program. And uh, those who text in or call in the code word, they will receive that. So here are the numbers. Just in case you don't know, these are the numbers you, you should really lock into your phone. Here they are. You can call or text us on 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669 or 1-800-324-843. 1-800-324-843. And so... Today we are, as Sharissa pointed out, we're going to the book of Revelation. We've spent time in the book of Genesis, um, looking at the story of Noah, but now we're going to be looking at the book of Revelation, which right. is which is actually my favorite book of the Bible. Is it really? Yeah, it's, How appropriate. It's wonderful. So sit back, folk, enjoy this two-hour session on Looking Up, and in the meantime, we're going to invite you to listen to this beautiful song from Pat Barnett, Be Still My Soul, and we will be with you in a moment. What do I have that hasn't been given? Even the breath I breathe, the mercy of heaven All that I have is your provision So be still my soul Be still my soul 
still my soul I remind myself that you are not worried Even now I sense your presence around me I remind myself when my heart is racing Still my soul Be still and know Be still let go Be still my soul And uh, Sharissa, in a time like this, this crazy, hectic time that we're living in, I think it's really important just to step aside from the craziness, as many people are calling it, and to allow God to bring stillness into our soul. Amen. Absolutely. Best place to be is in His presence right yeah. now. <laughs> to be honest with you, my favorite part of the day, my absolute favorite day, favorite part of the day is in the morning when I am just sitting with the Lord, reading my reading the Bible, singing hymns to myself because I'm not allowed to sing out loud. <laughs> Because there's people in the house that Who are stops you? the the entire household. Oh. Um, otherwise, I go into lockdown in the yeah. shed. Actually, in the garage because we don't have a shed, so I go into lockdown in the garage. Um, if I sing yeah. um, out loud, because my singing is atrocious. That would be a double lockdown. 
It's a double lockdown, yes. So, um, <laughs> so that's what would happen. And I'm with my little best friend, Gracie. She sits in my lap, and so I read the word, and um, it's just fantastic. So it's it's my favorite time of the day when I'm with the Lord. Mm. You know, no phones, uh, no computers, just the word and the Lord. It's just so beautiful and peaceful, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just really saddened when I've got to step away from that and move into my day. As much as I love what I do, you know, a minister yeah. of religion. And there's no better work on the planet, you know, especially now, yes. you know, sharing the good news that Jesus is coming soon. There's no better time to be a minister than right now. But that special time with the Lord is just really special. So what do you do? When in the morning? Yeah. I have a similar experience to you, except I You're don't get to locked down. <laughs> You're allowed to sing because you've and actually got a good a voice. Dog. You've got a good voice. No, I don't actually. <laughs> You're not like your sister. No, she's no. got the voice. Okay. But I, I, um, I have a special you chair. you got the preacher's voice. She's yeah. got the singing voice. Yeah, not even a preacher's voice. But I, I have a chair that I like to sit in. Mm-hmm. And I, I just know when I sit in that chair, that if that's like how I begin my day. It's like mm-hmm. my prayer chair. Yeah. I sit there and I have my time. I can open the blind and I can see the sun rising. And yeah, mm. just plug in to the word and... Uh, be refreshed in His presence. Be still, my soul. Yeah, eh? just be still. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Now, Sharissa, we have a, a couple of programs that we want to share with folk, you oh, know, yes. how they can connect with Jesus. Absolutely. Um, so do you want to first of all tell us about a program that's being rolled out by yourself and, and some others? A very yeah. a great program. I can tell you a little bit. Okay, tell it's us just a little like bit. kind of like a big surprise. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, but just I, tell us no, a I'll little. Tell, I'll tell our listeners, as long oh, as okay. they keep it a secret. Okay, yeah. remember... Mum's the word. <laughs> Basically, uh, we're working on another uh, online the end digital series uh, to be released around the time of Halloween, mm. and it's going to be called. I don't know if I should release the name, but it's going to be called "Is Death the End." Wow! So it's all about the subject of you know what the Bible teaches happens when you die, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world today which might lead people to think differently to what the Bible says. Experiences people have with. Um, the spirits of the dead mm-hmm, and, all, mm-hmm, and so on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to address all of that, and it's going to be very, very relevant. And yeah, looking forward to it. So that's coming out around Halloween, and we know that Halloween is what at the end of October. Correct. October thirty-one. Yeah, right. That's correct. So around that time, where are we? We're in the middle of September right now. So that's in a few weeks away. Yes. It's still six weeks away. Um, all right. Well, let me share with you a program. I'm um, also running my first online program. This is exciting. If Sharice is allowed to, I'm allowed to. That, that's how I. <laughs> I see it. Like she gets a letter from the Premier. I need to get a letter from the Premier. No, um, I'm actually really nervous um, because I've never done an online um, series. So this is going to be a three-part series and it starts October 5. So October 5, 6 and 7, mm-hmm. uh, 7.30 to 8.30. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be three nights, 30 minutes, 30-minute um, presentation on the second coming of Jesus. I'm calling it Discover Hope. Finding peace in uncertain times. Mm. Discover hope. Finding peace in uncertain times. And um, so three nights, uh, 30 minutes, um, and focusing on the theme of the second coming and the signs of Jesus coming, Mm -hmm. and then 30-minute Q&A. A bit like oh, what, wow. a bit like what you guys have been doing, you yeah, know, yeah. in the last couple of series. And that'll be followed by once a week unpacking 
the three angels' messages. Um, I'm calling it God's final message of love to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, Revelations showdown. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's going to be followed up probably 12-part series going through the three angels' messages, unpacking it, you know, little at a time, it. 30 minutes plus Q&A. So how can we watch it? How can you watch it? You need to go to um, register, mm-hmm. discover, dash, so not, not, not underscore, discover, dash, hope, dot square dot site s-i-t-e okay so discover dash hope dot square dot site s-i-t-e so um yeah if you're not quite sure just send us a text um and we will text you that that link and you can register and we'll send you all the necessary information and um and away we go so that's that's in three weeks time from yesterday so that starts october 5 all right so you'll be plugging that again yeah i'll be plugging that again next week and and the week after and um and we also have a depression recovery program a depression that's that's very relevant a depression and anxiety recovery program that we are running um, online, so anyone from anywhere uh, can 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 join in. And uh, this, we have an information session on Sunday, uh, the twenty sixth of September at five thirty. So, and another one on Wednesday, sixth of October at seven pm. And then after that, it begins. So, it begins on October fourth. Uh, begins on October thirteen, mm-hmm. and it goes for eight weeks. So, if you know someone or you yourself would like to be part of this program, a depression and anxiety recovery program, uh, please uh, let us know. Um, well, I'll give you the phone number here, and you can register. So, there's a phone number. It's O. Double four nine seven five one five two nine. That's O double four nine seven five one five two nine. So um yeah, that starts in, in a couple of weeks. Well, in a few weeks' time. Very good. So anyway, so that's about that from as far as um, programs are concerned, things that will hopefully help our listeners. Absolutely. So what's been happening in the news? Lots has been happening in the news. Um, I've, I've jotted down a couple of things here. Firstly, you know, now that um, we're getting closer and closer to, um, you know, some of those deadlines mm-hmm. that our New South Wales government um, has uh, put in place regarding different industries and occupations that need to get their jab in order to continue working, um, they're, they're doing a bit of a stock take. Mm-hmm. I was just uh, listening to, to the news today and they're doing a stock take in the health services. So those in the health services, um, nurses, doctors and so forth, they've got until September 30, I understand, uh, to get their first jab. That's right. And so you have about 15% of that workforce that still are unvaccinated and uh, they're not quite sure, you know, what's going to happen, how many of them will want to come on board. And, and uh, you know, the, our Premier says, you know, life's going to get tough in the hospital system September and into October. Mm. So they're wondering how is our health system going to cope if all of a sudden you have, say, ten percent, a ten percent of the Patients. of the of the of the popular no of the of the employees, Just you know, of the healthy not not working. Yeah. So how's that going to impact the patients? Mm. Yeah. I was talking to someone just last night. They're up in Queensland. He's in well, the, her brother is a nurse, and he doesn't want to get the jab. So it was his last day of work. I think this week it's his last day of work. Wow. He's walking away. So yeah, yeah it's a stressful very, time. Very, very stressful. Very, very stressful. So you know, I've been encouraging my church family um, to be praying. Where yes. we're doing a lot of praying, praying for people who are 
losing their jobs mm-hmm. or will potentially lose their jobs. I mean, this Friday, I understand, aged care sector, mm-hmm. it's their deadline mm-hmm. to get their first job this coming Friday. And I was speaking to someone um, just a couple of days ago and his wife works in the aged care sector and she is 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 not comfortable to get the vaccine and so she'll be walking away. Um, so, you know, these are, these are very serious times, um, not just for those who are employed, but also for those who are being served by those who are employed. You know, you've got your aged care, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people, you've got your people in hospitals. And so then, you know, we've got the school teachers, you know, coming down the track. And then we've got the churches. We talked about this, I think, last week, did we? Yeah, we did talk about the Ezekiel Declaration. Yeah, the Ezekiel Declaration. And we talked about, you know, the the mandate um, that our New South Wales government, you know, put forth that when 70% of those who are eligible, um, are double vaxxed, then only those who are double vaxxed can come to church. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know about you, but I've got a lot of church members who are very concerned about that and, and are wondering what's yeah. going to happen. Am I going to ever? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So these are very trying times. Trying times, but the best time to be still and know that he is God. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. Going back to that theme, eh? Mm. This is, this is a time for us to be drawing nearer to Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Time yeah. to get in the book of Revelation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you've, you've chosen the right book because it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. We need that. Yeah. <laughs> we need to see him. We need to see him more clearly than ever before. Mm. And so I also want to just uh, remind us, and I've been reminding my church family there at Hillview where I pastor in Morissette and Lake Macquarie, I've been in, in reminding them that at this time, if ever there was a time for us to show Christian love and unity, it's now. You know, Jesus said, by this all will know that you are my disciples, by the love that you have for one another. And obviously, this situation regarding the vaccine is is a situation where not everyone sees it the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's division on this subject, but I'm praying that, you know, we will not be divided, even though we've got differences of opinion, but we will not be divided. divided that through Christ we'll be united in love for one another. So I think that if ever there was a time for Christians to take on board, you know, the mandate of Christ, you know, Father, that they may be one as we are one, that they may be one, that the world may know that you have sent me, John 17, you know, it's now. Amen, absolutely. You know, um, speaking of just the, the absolute relevance of what you just shared, uh, there was a news article that just came up today that says that North Korea has fired two ballistic missiles off the off the peninsula of South Korea. Um, so, wow. yeah, I was just thinking, you know, that Jesus said there'd be wars and rumors and of rumors wars. And rumors of wars, yes. And uh, that's just another reason why what you said matters. Yeah, and um, so, you know, as we see the coming of Jesus drawing near folk, the reason why we call this program Looking Up, just to remind you, in case you're joining us for the first time, um, the reason we call this program Looking Up is not because we think it's a pretty cool tagline and looking up is better than looking down or looking across, (laughs) but the reason we call this program Looking Up is because Jesus used those very words in connection with his coming. In Luke 21, 28, Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, and he's talking about the chaos and the confusion in the world, you know, at, at, at a height that we cannot even begin to imagine even right now. He said, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So the more missiles that get fired 
off the coast of North Korea, you know, wherever, or, or the more chaos and confusion, the closer we are to the coming of Jesus. Amen. And um, we need to be looking up because our redemption is drawing near. Absolutely. Yeah, so so that's that. So yeah, I really want to be praying that um that God will that God will help us and guide us and lead us as we, you know, continue to encourage those around us. Mm-hmm. So I've started I don't know if I've told you, but I've started I've been doing it for a while. A Bible study with my cousins. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've got a number of cousins. Over um Zoom? yeah, over Zoom. They're all in Melbourne. Nice. So they're in lockdown as well. They can't go anywhere. Um so <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a better offer. And so yeah, I have a Bible study with them each week and there's a bunch of other people that are starting to join in now and um yeah, we're just looking at how to prepare for the coming of Jesus and so Yeah, the wonderful thing, people are more open and more yeah. interested now because they see something's happening in the world. Exactly. What's happening? That's exactly, happening. very, very powerful. So, um, it's wonderful. So, I don't know if you've got anything else to share in these next five seconds. Uh, look, I no. You go ahead. No, okay. Well, I don't have too much else other than <laughs> to let you know there's a there's a song coming up, and after that song, we're going to the to the news break, and then we'll be back. This is a beautiful song from Stephen Curtis Chapman, Feet of Jesus. So tune in, listen in. I love the music that um, our friend Shell chooses. Thank you so much. At the feet of Jesus I will lay my burdens down I will lay my heavy burdens down In the stillness I can hear my Savior calling out Come to me and lay your burdens down So I will lay down my struggles And I will lay down my shame And all the fear I drag around through this life
feet of Jesus You will find me at the feet Dudes and dudettes, this is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday hour to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I'm Robbie Bergen, and I'm inviting you to tune into my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after the breakfast show right here on Faith FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking up to you. Welcome back to Looking Up, and uh, you are with Sharissa and Danny and Shell, and uh, we are here together on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon, about to dig into the book of Revelation. Yes, wonderful, about to (laughs) dig into the book of Revelation. And so, as I pointed out earlier, it's my favorite book of the Bible. I just love the book of Revelation, and... um, so I was really excited, Charissa, when you chose um, this theme for for the next number of weeks. Yeah, actually, one part of the inspiration, I love it too. I think uh, you know more about it than me, so I'm, I'm looking oh, forward we'll to studying it. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But I like, I'm actually trying to memorize the first chapter. Oh, and wow. And so I thought, why don't we study it together? Because it would help me. Don't uh, ask me. Don't ask me to <laughs> recite it, please. Oh, I'm not that far <laughs> in. So. But yeah. Oh, wow. That's exciting. That's exciting. So yeah, so Sharice is going to lead the lead the way in our Bible study, and I hope and pray that you have your your Bibles um, handy. If you do have a question or a comment you want to share, maybe you've got an insight yeah. um, into what we're looking at. We're going to be looking at Revelation chapter one today, and then we're going to be unpacking um, the message of the seven churches in the coming weeks. There are seven churches, so I'm assuming uh, we've got seven weeks of that. Yep, probably so, eight if we count today's Yeah, yeah, including today, there'll be eight. So, um, so if you do have a question, feel free to give us a call. On 0491-064-669 or 1-800-324-843. Send us uh, the message via text if you prefer, um, and that will be great. So um, that might be the best. Rather than a phone call, a text message um, would probably work best. Mm-hmm. Just text in your question or your comment, and, uh, yeah, we will deal with it 
on air Great. as we speak. And so we have a, a prize. Again, just a reminder, we've got a prize, um, a wonderful book. It's from Peter Hopkins, and it's called God, 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics. God is the title and the subtitle, 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics. And for the first three listeners who call in or text in, it'll be theirs for free. Do they have to give a code word? They will need to give a code word and we'll be dealing with that code word probably in the second or third. Third, So definitely not this segment, but probably the next one or Mm -hmm. certainly the one after that. So stay tuned for what the code word is and then immediately you can fire away. Sounds good. So, Sharissa, I'm going to hand over to you. All right. Well, um, I'm really excited about this, and I hope our listeners, uh, have. if you have a Bible, grab it, follow along. You'll get more out of it if you can see what we're talking about on the pages of the Bible in front of you. But uh, maybe we can open with a word of prayer. And <clears throat> Pastor Danny, would you open? I would love to open with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the privilege of having your word in our midst. Father, we know that... This precious book that today is uh, to be found everywhere. We, we have it on our phones. We have it on our computers. Uh, we can go to Google and find the scriptures. We have hard copies. Father, we know how that, that this book um, is so precious that, that many were willing to, to give their very lives for this book in order that we may have it today. And many did. And so, Father, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have provided it for us as a light that shines in the darkness. So as Sharissa leads us in this Bible study, we pray that you'll give her wisdom from on high, fill her with your Holy Spirit, fill all of us with your Holy Spirit, and give us the wisdom you have promised. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, well, revelation. The word revelation comes from a Greek word, and it means unveiling and unveiling. So this Mm. is uh, an unveiling of Jesus Christ and his plan and and what the future holds. And I guess we should probably just dive into the first three verses, and then we can talk a little bit about different ways of understanding revelation um, and how we, yeah, how we should approach this book. So, um, Shall I read the first Yeah, you, have, you read very well. You're a better reader than me. <laughs> I'm happy for you to read it if you want. Oh. Uh. Okay, I'll read it. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Mm. I guess there's a whole lot of things that strike me as we open out um, here from, from the beginning and the get-go. But the first thing that I notice is this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, the whole book is about Jesus and why we should love him. Yeah, wow. So Jesus is front and center in this book, right yes. from the word go. And if I could add my two bobs worth, please do. Um, regarding that word revelation, you you mentioned and rightly so that it's a uh, you know the word means unveiling. You know when something is unveiled. I, I also picture it, um, you know, like someone behind the curtain. Yes. You know we have these plays and these dramas, and you know we had them at school and so forth. And all of a sudden, you know, people are watching, and there's the curtain. And all of a sudden, the curtain pulls back, you know, yes. or goes to the side and they're like, oh, wow, 
there's my little Johnny <laughs> Johnny boy wearing, you know, pigtails. Yeah. Well, no, no, not wearing pigtails, wearing um, whatever, you know, on the stage. And so, and so that's what the Bible here is saying. Yes. That God here pulls back the curtain. And in this book, we discover that God helps us to understand what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on behind the curtain in this great controversy between good and evil, Christ and Satan and his followers. Um, and so this book is, I guess, the apex of Bible prophecy. It's the last book of the Bible and it opens, it opens to us the, the, the reality of this great controversy, spiritual battle for mm-hmm. the soul that that has been taking place in the last 2,000 years. Absolutely. And anyone who loves Jesus won't be afraid to study this book because yeah. you'll want to study it. It's the revelation of Jesus. And just to add to what you just said there, I'm thinking of a verse where Jesus prayed in John 17, in verse 3. He said, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's why we need to study the book of Revelation because it's the it's the revealing, the unveiling of Jesus and yeah. and you know why we can put our faith and trust in him, particularly at the end of time. Uh, do you think it's significant that this book comes last? I think it's very significant. Very, very significant. Someone has said that this is um like the fifth gospel. Yeah, I like um, that. Um and yeah, I think it's significant that it comes last because it's dealing with the final events. Um, of human history that will usher in the coming of Jesus. You know, the second half of the book deals primarily with, yeah, the events of where we are right now all the way through to the coming of Jesus, the millennium and the new earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so half the book deals with uh, a very short space of time, relatively speaking. True. And so where the greatest intensity is at the end of time, God through this book has open to us, revealed to us the truths that we need to know in order that we may uh, be able to make a, an intelligent, conscious decision to follow Jesus Christ, to worship him and not be deceived. Mm, amen. I love what you said there. It's the fifth gospel because it's like you have the four gospels, Jesus' life on this earth. The fifth gospel takes us to, points us to what's mm. he doing right now for us in heaven and when he's coming back and all of that. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because um, the the title, you know, the revelation of Jesus Christ, um, it can be translated you know, the revelation about Jesus Christ or the revelation that comes from Jesus Christ. So yes. this is powerful. The yes. other Gospels, they don't begin with, you know, uh, this is a, a revelation from Jesus Christ himself. You know, this is the Gospel according to Matthew, the Gospel according to Mark, Luke and John. Yes. But this is the Gospel according to Jesus Christ. Wow, I hadn't thought of that before. That's cool. Very powerful. Very powerful. And uh, I like... You know, I, I had friends when I was in high school, I remember they didn't like the book of Revelation, some of them, uh, because it was scary. Mm. And I think uh, for us as we come to the book, it's so important that we get the foundation right here. Prophecy isn't meant to scare us. It's meant to prepare us Amen. to meet Jesus when Amen. he comes. And uh, I think on that note there, just the last part here in verse 3, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things like that's a beatitude. It is. 
There are seven of these in Revelation. There are. Revelation's got some good numbers going yeah, on. Yeah, seven, seven appears over and over again in the book of Revelation. You know, we're dealing with the seven churches in this particular series. You know, there's seven seals, mm-hmm. there's seven trumpets, there's seven plagues, there's seven spirits, um, you know, there's seven blessings. You know, this is the first. And so we have, we have seven, which is God's perfect number. Yes. Uh, that's what seven represents. And, and you know what, Sharissa, if what? I could share this. Yeah. This was just news to me uh, today. That's why I love the book of Revelation because every time I go into the book of Revelation, I discover something new, you know, something just and awesome. And you have a new revelation. Aha, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're becoming more and more like me, unfortunately, <laughs> with these puns. It's rubbing off. <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. The book of Revelation, when it uses that word blessed, mm-hmm. I had a look, and um, as we pointed out, it uses the word seven times. Uh, the first time is here. The next six times appear in Revelation 14, 13, 16, 15, 19, 9, 20, verse 6, 22, 7, and chapter 22, verse 14. And guess what? what? All those six blessings are in connection with the second coming of Jesus. Wow. Every single one of them. Beautiful. I went through and I read them. They're all specifically related to the second coming of Jesus or the earth made so new. So this is an appropriate book to study on the Looking Up program as we look forward to the return of Christ. And guess what? The second coming of Jesus is referred to by the Apostle Paul in the book of Titus. The, the blessed hope. The blessed hope indeed. So this book is centered on preparing people to look up because the redemption is coming, Jesus is coming. The second coming is the focus of this book, and we discover that in in you know uh, in verse seven as we go along. We probably won't get there just right now, mm. but um, yeah, the oh, that's the wonderful. book begins with the second coming, and it ends with the second coming. That's so and, wonderful. And who's the center of the second coming? Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's, it's the revelation Jesus. of Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm just so excited. I love that. And you know, no other book in the Bible has this threefold blessing attached to its yes, reading. Yes, that's a very good point. So it's a it's very only one. important book. Uh, it's yeah. a special book to study. It is. Now, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, um, you talked about people being um, scared yes. of this book because there are, you know, there are dragons. There's, um, you know, beasts. crazy beasts. <laughs> you know, there's a scarlet harlot. Uh, there are plagues. Um, there's all sorts of crazy um, symbols in here, and there are people who are like, you know, if I'm not if I'm not freaked out by this book, then I certainly don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, I certainly don't understand. It just seems, it just seems so um, well difficult. Just, just so. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. And, and people are like, well, how do we understand and how do we understand this Bible? And the clue is found there in, um, in verse two, mm-hmm. where it says, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Was it there? No, no, sorry. In verse one, verse one, I missed it. Uh, the end of verse one, it says, and he, uh, sent and signified it, that is, and Christ sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. Yes. So the word there signified yes. is the word samon or simon, something like that in Greek, and it means signed. Mm-hmm. It's given in signs, mm-hmm. symbols and signs. That's right. And so when you understand what the symbols and the signs are, you can then unlock it's, it. You can unlock it. So, so that's all you need. You need to know what those symbols and signs are 
in order to and how do we how do we know what those symbols and signs are? Do we find them anywhere? Do we have to go to Google to find them? We let the Bible interpret itself, which yes. is the exciting part of the study. It is. Um, yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. It's a book that comes to us in signs and symbols, mm. and uh, yeah, there's so much in the in the first three verses, even. Even the whole reference to the testimony of Jesus Christ, what is that all about? I was, um, you know, you look at Revelation, I think it's chapter 19, verse 11, where it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. 1910, yeah. 1910. And then uh, I was looking at this this morning and just realizing in John chapter 16, in verse 12, Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak speak of his own authority on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come wow yeah so very powerful yeah, yeah this is the testimony of jesus and the holy spirit is it's it's all everybody's busy god is is sharing this with john it's really he, exciting he wants us to know um so that so that like you said we are not to be scared but we are to be prepared and so this book is all about Jesus and he wants us to know and understand so we can be ready for the coming of Jesus. Well, folk, I hope you're, un- you're enjoying this introduction to, to the book of Revelation and the first chapter that we are tapping into. We're now going to go to a beautiful song and uh, this song is from The Island by Joshua Edwards. So sit back and enjoy.
island in the open sea is such a lonely place to be. But I've just had some company. My That was a, a really wonderful song. That was that was the song that told the story of the setting of the Book of Revelation. It was indeed. It was indeed fantastic song, <laughs> beautiful song. Well, Sharissa, we have um, yeah just started to unpack the Book of Revelation. Those first a uh, few verses, and there's so much meat. Just in those first uh, three verses. We could keep going too. We could. We could probably spend the next hour just on those three verses. And, um, and I find it fascinating here that it speaks of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. You mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. And in verse nine, mm-hmm. and now, oh, now we're going to get there a little bit later, but in verse nine, it says, you know, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. It appears there again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, later on in the back of the book, it speaks of, you know, the the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and the word of God. So they're all linked in one. So God's law of love, which is a transcript of his character, which is the foundation of his government, which is the constitution of heaven, is oh. really at the very heart of this book. Powerful. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's right there in the introduction. I love it. And he was in prison. For it. For it. And God's end time people who who are persecuted by the dragon and the dragon's servants are persecuted because of the word of God, the commandments of God. They keep the commandments of God and they have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm. So nothing new under the sun. So John was persecuted for the same thing that God's people have been persecuted for the last 2,000 years and Satan's attack will intensify at its greatest point at the end of time. But the good news is... Jesus is with his people. Ah, and he is with his people more so during their time of trial than during their time of sunshine. Amen. And that's going to become more and more clear as we keep going. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do we need to tell anyone about this? Oh, yes, we do. Thank you so much, Charissa, for reminding me. I'm a little bit of a scatterbrain. I'm not a scientist, but I've got a scientist brain. The mad professor. Have you Smart heard of brain. That's what yeah, you have. The mad professor. <laughs> have you heard of the mad professor? No. Well, I'm, yes, Shell has. Shell is nodding her head. Um, those of us who are a lot older. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> Oops, oops. You got cancelled uh, for that last week. I, I, I kind of did that deliberately this time. The last time I didn't. No, um, you know, I'm, I'm Macedonian background. So I had a friend. Look I had. A, I had. A, yeah, I had a friend um, in Port Macquarie. They used to call me the Mad Macedonian. He used to call me the Mad Macedonian. So um, anyway, um, there's a great book that we're giving away. We're giving three copies of this away, and it's entitled God. And subtitle, 60 Hard Questions for Skeptics by Peter Hopkins. And it's a great book. We're going to be giving three of these away. So in the next segment, be listening for the code word. Yes. So make sure you tune in and you can text us and we'll give you those details later on. Wonderful. Well, I guess as we uh, get back to our... 
Bible study and just setting up the platform for the study of the book of Revelation here together, we should probably talk about the context a little more. Yeah, good um, idea. The song we just listened to talked about how John was writing from Patmos. In fact, I think you read it there in, yeah, verse, in verse 9, nine. and we're coming to it there. But uh, yeah, you have an interesting connection there. Yeah, well, I had the privilege and the pleasure of going to the island of Patmos. And, wow, um, that's something I won't foot. get. No, well, <laughs> unless of, you get the jab. Yeah, unless I get the well, if I have the jab, I don't even know if I can get there. That's know? true. That's true. Well, um, yeah, in case people are wondering, where is Patmos today? It's one of the Greek islands. Um, and so, yeah, we, we went there by ferry mm-hmm. to that island. It's just a little island, a beautiful little island. And uh, we spent a uh, for the better part of a day there. And yeah, it was wonderful. Just to, actually, no, no, we spent a couple of days there. We, we had one night there. And, um, and you know what my favorite part was of that whole trip? What? Early, uh, on the morning when we were leaving, um, I got up really early. I looked at when the sun was getting up, so I made sure I got up super early. And so just as the sun was, was, was rising, you know, over the Aegean Sea, I was there with my Bible. Guess what book I was reading? Revelation. Revelation. I was reading Revelation. There was no one else around there on the seashore. And I was reading this book and I spent like about an hour, a couple of hours. I'm not sure how long it was just reading the book of Revelation and, um, and just trying to picture John. And, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't on a study tour. No. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't in some nice hotel like we were. He didn't probably have three nice meals a day. He was in a prison. He was in a dungeon. Mm. This was a penal colony of the Romans. That's right. And how old would he have been, do you think? Well, he would have been probably in Towards his, his uh, probably somewhere in his eighties, nineties. Yes. So the book of Revelation is written somewhere around 90 AD, 1995 AD, somewhere there. And we know that he was young. He was one of Jesus' youngest disciples. So if Jesus began his ministry um, at, at the age of 30 in 27 AD, according yes. to the prophecy in Daniel 9, so say John was, you know, say he was maybe 18. Yep. He was probably very young, a teenager, 18. So if you fast forward, you know, from 27 AD to what? Another seventy odd years, so yeah, he's he's, he's probably in his late eighties, early nineties, possibly. And I, I've heard and understand that he has been miraculously delivered. Oh yes, tell from, us the story. Well, you know the story. Well, oh, you might know more, but he's been miraculously delivered from a pot of boiling oil after yes. he was thrown into that pot by order of Emperor Domitian, yeah. and he didn't boil. No, he didn't. Didn't burn, didn't boil, didn't die. And so uh, that's pretty amazing too. It is. So they sent him off to the penal colony. Yeah. yeah. And uh, while he's here, he has this amazing experience. Is there anything else you want to add to this? Well, this is, um, this is kind of a little side note, but it's, it's relevant uh, to this. You just pointed out that Satan... Uh, did his utmost to prevent the book of Revelation from being written. Mm. And in order to do that, he wanted to destroy the last surviving disciple of Jesus, which was John. You know, we understand he was the last surviving disciple. So he tried to destroy him, like you said, in boiling hot oil. But God came through. Yes. God came through and the book was written and we have it today. Praise the Lord for that. <laughs> Here we go. This is an interesting, um, an interesting comparison. Mm-hmm. We have a woman by the name of Ellen G. White, you know, that God raised up and gave her the gift of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus Christ, as he gave to John the testimony of Jesus Christ. Before she wrote her epic, The Great Controversy, you know, between Christ and Satan, this powerful book that everyone needs to read, God told her that Satan would try and take her life. 
And she received the vision while she was at a funeral with her husband and some others. And shortly after that, on their uh, they went, they, they, they left that place. They went to some friend's place in another part and, um, she had a massive stroke and, um, she was paralyzed. They prayed for her and, and God brought healing to her. And later she was shown that Satan tried to take her life so that she wow. would not write out that two hour vision, which today, we call the great controversy, which oh, is literally the, the five books. Yes. You know, it was one book and then it was expanded to five books from, you know, from the beginning of creation and even, uh, before that, the fall of Lucifer, the fall of Lucifer in heaven all the way through to the new earth. Those five books we would not have today if God didn't preserve the life of Ellen White as he preserved the life of John, wow. the Revelator. What a connection. Huge. Hadn't, I hadn't uh, thought about that before, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. So the devil doesn't want us studying this no, book. No, he doesn't. Because he knows it's a, it's a blessed book, and as you study this book, you're going you're gonna to see Jesus in a very And it'll open your eyes. It'll open your eyes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I guess we can read a few more verses now. <laughs> wow, time is flying. Um, do you want to read? Sure, to sure. I'll section? give it a go. Yeah. So from verse 4 all the way through to verse 8. Sure. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Now, this would be modern-day Turkey today, and I've had the opportunity to be there as well. Uh, Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Amen. Wow. Again, that's, that's, where do we start? It's, it's, it's like, it's like a, 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 a musical, you know, item, you know, yeah. it's, it's like the Alleluia chorus that we've just read, you it know. Is. It's triumphant. It's just triumphant it's and glorious. goes to a crescendo, you know. Absolutely. John is like singing these words out. Yeah, I, I just backing up, I guess, he, he is addressing this to the seven churches. We're going to be studying those. But he gives some beautiful names to Jesus. Mm. He calls him the faithful witness. He calls him the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. I don't know about you, but especially in, in a time like what we're living in right now with the world and upheaval and, you know, uncertainty and fear and, and stress that people feel with what's happening and COVID and all of this. But it's been such an encouragement to me as I've been thinking on this, these verses here that Jesus is the ruler over the kings of the earth. He's, he's still in control. He's, he's still in control. He's exactly. sovereign. He's, yeah. He yeah. raises kings and brings them down as Daniel wrote. Yeah. And another interesting point, you know, Daniel and Revelation, they're the two great um, uh, prophets when it comes to Bible prophecy, and they were both in exile yes. when they received their, their, their vision, you know, yes. and their dreams. And so it's really powerful. And uh, the seven spirits, what's that all about? Well, that's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We're speaking of the Holy Spirit, and each one of the seven churches has an admonition at the end. You know, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit 
has to say to the church. Amen. So we've got seven spirits here. Seven. It's not like there are seven Holy Spirits, but seven is that number of completeness. Yes. It's God's number. And so this is speaking of God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. And since that's the case, then right before it, where it says grace and peace uh, from him who is and who was and who is to come, that's God the Father. That's so we've God got the Father. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, God the Son, all presented to us here in those those two verses, verses four and five. It's very powerful. And do you know what? This is the same as what we find in Genesis chapter one, where the Bible mm-hmm. says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." Mm-hmm. You know, um, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning, God created the it's heavens plural. and the earth. Yeah. Elohim. It's 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 plural. Elohim. Um, and you have the Spirit was hovering over the church, and people are like, "Hang on a minute, but where's Jesus there?" Yeah. In John one, it's very clear. You know, in the beginning was the Word, yeah. and the Word, the word was, was with God, God, and the Word was, was God, God. Yes. and He was the one creating. So God created through His Son Jesus Christ. Amen. Very very powerful. And you know, on that note, where just just quickly, it, you know, back to the titles given to Jesus, the firstborn from the dead. As I was reading through the book of Romans, it says here in Romans chapter 8 verse 29, it says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And as you unpack what that means, basically, Jesus is the firstborn because our resurrection is dependent on his. Mm. That's a, what a wonderful hope firstborn that is. Firstborn of the dead. That's just so powerful. Yeah. So, so powerful. To him who loved us and washed us uh, from our sins in his own blood, not someone else's. That's the plan of salvation right there. That's the sacrifice of Jesus Christ right there. And and I find it fascinating that, yeah, he who loved us, the original Greek is he who continues to keep loving us. It's in the continuous tense. It's in the continuous tense. That's important because John is the one who's writing and he was described, he self does it describes himself in the gospel as the disciple whom Jesus kept on loving. Kept on loving, that's right. Um, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Oh, that's special. That's just really, really powerful, folk. Yeah. There, is, there are so many, so many more revelation nuggets, gold nuggets that we're going to deal with um, in our next um, section of our Bible study. But in the meantime, just want to encourage you to, yeah, just continue to to, to enjoy this time together in God's Word. We're going to go to a beautiful song now from Chelsea. Moon and the Franz Brothers, how firm a foundation. May Jesus indeed be your firm foundation. Enjoy.
foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in His excellent word. What more can He say than to you He hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? through the book of Revelation. We are on this exciting journey. Today is our first day on this new series, Unpacking the Seven Churches. And we are in an introduction to the seven churches, which are mentioned right here in that very first chapter. So, Sharissa, you have been um, sharing with us uh, the all-important truth that Jesus Christ is the very heart of this book. And it's right there at the very beginning. I think we've been co-sharing (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I've probably been doing more show. I did say at the beginning that Sharissa will lead us in this Bible study, and you guys are thinking, did Danny get it wrong? 
<laughs> Did he get it uh, wrong yet again? I'm, I'm enjoying that, it. That, in theory, is supposed to be the case. <laughs> oh, boy. I was, it's hard to stop him, though, because he's got good things to share. Uh, I was called Big Mouth um, <laughs> uh, at college, um, and it wasn't because of my insights in Bible prophecy. It was because of my just my waffle. Yeah. So, but thank, thankfully, no, it's thank, all been really good. Thankfully, I'm it's waiting. not all waffle these days. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what percentage it is, but Charisse is too kind to... <laughs> To say to say the truth, we have our giveaway. All right, folks. We, we uh, before I give you um, the code word, uh, the giveaway. We've got three books to give. This is a fantastic book to three listeners. It's uh, called God, and the subtitle: Sixty Hard Questions for Skeptics. So this everyone should have in their library. I don't have this book, so I'm mm. I'm hoping only two people call up, <laughs> and I, I'll be the third person. I'm ready to roll. Um, so here are the numbers. Here are the numbers. Where are the numbers? Oh, here it is. No, I've, see, there you go. I've, I, I lost the numbers there for a minute. Here you go. These are the numbers you need to call or text 0491 064 669. That's 0491 064 669. So either text the code word or you can phone it in. And the code word is, Sharissa? It is seven. Seven. The word seven. Or the number seven. Okay, we'll accept the number. Uh, so if you're not quite sure how to spell seven, then just <laughs> type in the number seven and that'll be sufficient. So the first one's in right now um, will be the three lucky winners. Absolutely. And, um, so, Congratulations oh, in advance. If absolutely. You All right, Sharissa, take us All away. Right. Well, we should. We didn't get as far as we were going to because we got so um, enthralled with those verses that we were going through. So we're up to verse 7. Yes, And we maybe are. I can just remind everyone what those verses are, 7 and 8. The Bible says, Behold, He is coming with clouds, and every eye will see Him, even they who pierced Him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of Him, even so. Amen. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Amen. Amen. So uh, this is, what's this talking about when it talks it's, about coming with clouds? That's talking about the second coming of Jesus. Yes. Jesus talked about this, didn't he? It in did. uh, Matthew 25, there's a mention of the clouds. And, yes. And in other gospels, there is a mention of the clouds too. What, what are the clouds? What's well, the, the clouds deal? are not the, the clouds that we see outside when there are clouds these this is a cloud of angels jesus coming with the angels so it would appear from a distance it appears like a cloud is surrounding jesus but as he draws nearer and nearer to planet earth we realize that that cloud is not a normal cloud such as what we associate clouds with mm-hmm. filled with filled with what vapor Storm and hail. Storm and hail and everything else. This is a cloud of angels because the Bible says Jesus comes with all of his angels. Yes. To take his people home. Yes. I I was looking into all the other references to that this morning. I got Mm -hmm. a bit carried away. It talks about he's coming with clouds, in clouds, on cl- on a cloud. Wow. Um, yeah, different times. The Powerful. point is, there's going to be a cloud. <laughs> wow. And there's going to be a cloud of angels, as you said. He's coming with all the angels of heaven. And how many angels of heaven are there? Wow. We don't know. For well, sure. the Bible says there's 10,000 times 10,000 and, and thousands, thousands and thousands. thousands. Now, 10,000 was considered to be the largest number. Okay. You know, you have Jesus 
Jesus spoke of a, of a man who owed 10,000 talents. Um, he used that in a parable. You know, I think that's Matthew 18. And so 10,000 was considered, you know, the largest number. So, um, so <laughs> there's a, a, you know, a huge number that the Bible doesn't, doesn't give us an exact number. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a huge, you know, what's interesting? I've just thought about this Tell now. Me. You know, this cloud. Yes. This cloud idea. In um, Hebrews, it says we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. witnesses. Yeah. So, so a cloud of angels is coming to take a cloud of witnesses who have been faithful and true mm. to Jesus Christ for the last six thousand years. So the two clouds the two are going to merge. We're going to meet. <laughs> to one in wow. the air. Powerful. And you know, on that note, just <laughs> I never thought of that before. <laughs> But on this note, just it's a reminder to us about how the coming of Jesus is not some secret event. No. It is some event that is going to take the world by storm. It is going to be glorious. Well, every eye will see. Every eye will see him. That's what it says. Um, and, it, and then it adds another line, even they who pierced him. Now, what's that all about, Sharissa? Well, it appears to me as I'm reading this, because, you know, the Bible talks about uh, the resurrection of uh, righteousness, and then there's a resurrection of condemnation. There's two resurrections. Jesus is talking about it in John 5. Um, the first resurrection is the good one. But it seems that in addition to the righteous, when the Jesus comes, there is a special resurrection of those who were played key parts in the crucifixion of Christ. They will be raised to see Him coming in power and glory mm. in the clouds of angels of heaven. Uh, that's that's what I've got there in my notes. Did you want to add anything? Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I just want to say what what you've just shared. I'm just trying to find um, You're thinking that, of what that, Jesus that scripture said? Yeah, where Jesus said that you will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. Um, not sure exactly where that is. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in, in, in John's gospel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that is, um, that is just so true. It, it is so, so true that there will be those, there will be resurrected. Um, I believe possibly one of those will be Pilate. Yes. Uh, one of those will be Herod. Um, you know, Annas, the. Here it is. I found you it. You found it. Go for it. It's in Mark chapter. Oh, it's in Mark. Mark chapter 14. And Jesus is standing before the high priest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Caiaphas asks him in verse 61. He says, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed? And Jesus says in verse 62, he said, I am, and you will see the son of man sitting on the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Wow, that's very powerful. Very, very powerful. So, yeah, there's this special resurrection that takes place, and it says all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Uh, What do we make of that? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 24, there would be two groups when he comes. There is one group that is described as the elect. You can read read that in Matthew 24, verses 30 and 31. One group is called the elect, Mm -hmm. and another group is called those who mourn. And so the elect all the way through the New Testament, um, that, that word appears a number of times, the last time, Revelation 17, 14. And the elect is in connection with those who have accepted Christ, those who are the saved. Sadly, those who mourn are those who are lost. And they are the ones in Revelation 6 that call upon the, the rocks to mm-hmm. fall on them and to hide them from the one who is coming from the face of Jesus Christ. That's a good point. So as we keep going, if we get that far with the Bible, 
Revelation unpacks this even more for us. So the next verse then talks about, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. It's interesting. It's referencing the Greek alphabet. It is. And the Alpha is the first letter and the Omega is the last letter of the alphabet. And Jesus is saying, I'm the beginning and the end. Um, God is in full control of the past, the present, and the future. Amen. Amen. And uh, I guess now we're ready to just press on a little bit yeah, further. Yeah, continue. Do you, do you want to read um, verses, verses 9, 9 to 11? Sure. Please, yeah. I, John, your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, just a lots that we can unpack there. We've talked a little bit about why <coughs> John is on the island of Patmos. Um, it's because he's he's locked up. <laughs> he wouldn't boil, so they put him on this penal colony here, um, and he's there for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And let's talk about what it means when he talks about being in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Okay, well, that's a good question, Sharissa, because there are many Christians today, or there are many who are not Christians, that associate the Lord's day with Sunday. That's right. Um, however, the Bible tells us, Old Testament and New Testament, that the Lord's Lord's Day is the seventh day Sabbath. Now, where would you where would you take them? Well, I would take them in in Mark chapter two, if I if I'm not mistaken. Mark chapter two. Let's have a look here. I'm just going there, verses twenty seven and twenty eight. Yep. Let me make sure that I'm right. Um, I know that it is in Mark chapter two. Yes, you're and right. it is. Yeah, verses twenty seven and twenty eight. Did you want to read that? Yes. It says here, the, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. There you go. So, so the Sabbath the Lord's is the Lord's day. day. Is the, is, is the, yeah, the Sabbath is the Lord's Day very, very clearly. The Sabbath and belongs to Jesus. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, um, and it's not just um, uh, New Testament. In the Old Testament, the Sabbath was described as the Lord's Day. Um, it says here, in Isaiah 58, verses 13, it says, If you turn away, this is God speaking, if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, mm-hmm. and call the Sabbath the delight, the holy day of the Lord, honorable and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. So here, once again, the Sabbath is spoken of as my holy day. That's what God says, my holy day. What I find fascinating about this is that the book of Revelation, the central theme is about worship. Yes. It's worship. The word appears 24 times in the book of Revelation, worship or worships or worshipped, one of those, you know. Um, and so John receives... This book that is centered on worshiping Jesus oh, Christ on the day of worship. Beautiful. How awesome is that? Oh, I should have a pen here and write these things down. I'm going to have to listen back to the podcast because this is so good. And so this book was given by Jesus Christ 
the one who is the Lord of the Sabbath, the day designated for communal worship, the day that we remember who our Creator is, who our Redeemer is, Mm -hmm. and who our coming Saviour is, that day was the Sabbath day when John received the vision That's of powerful. the book of Revelation. That's wonderful. Uh, and uh, on this day, when he, when John hears a loud voice behind him as of a trumpet, and then he hears Jesus speak, and he says again, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And then he tells him to write everything that he sees in a book, and then he lists the names of the seven churches which we're going to go through together. Um it's interesting that Jesus picks these seven churches, and we'll see why as the weeks go on, because he could have picked the other churches, the church in Corinth, that wasn't addressed. <laughs> but it's because Jesus is sending a message uh, that is in signs and symbols that has relevance not just to the churches then, but to the church, the Christian church throughout history, right, right down to our time today. That's exactly right. And, you know, the, as you pointed out, um, yeah, these seven churches were literal churches back then, and so the messages r- applied to them in a literal sense. They were yep. very specific to their needs. They also, yeah, um, take on board the seven different um, times of, of Christianity mm-hmm. from the day of John all the way to the end. But we can also learn lessons from each and every one of the seven churches yes. for ourselves. So these lessons are for all the churches as Absolutely. well. So it's very deep. Good point. And I like to... We can't show our listeners this, but if we were to have a map mm. and see the seven churches, they actually follow like a trade route. Like you can, yeah, they do. So as as John, a postal route. Yeah, it was a postal, a postal route. route. Yeah. If John writes it all down in a book, one single book, and he sends it along that route, they all get to read one another's mail. They do. <laughs> and the whole book, the whole book of Revelation, is addressed to the seven churches. It is. It is. And you know what? When you when you when you when you do a Google when 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 you Google the map of where it's going, I've had a look at it. The seven churches are listed in a heart. <laughs> the root is in a heart. I had not of that. Yeah, it's in a heart. It <laughs> is mind-boggling. It's true. And folks, I have a map in my Bible right here and Have and a look at it. Yes, actually, you are right. I, if you started you, Ephesus. If you join it back yeah, to Patmos, it does. Exactly, yeah. So it's, it's in the shape of a heart. And that's significant <laughs> for our last section that we're going to be dealing yes. with. After this song and after the news, we're going to come back with this final section as we wrap up this chapter. So in the meantime, folks, sit back and enjoy this beautiful song from Aaron G. Robinson, our great saviour. What a beautiful song. What a friend for sinners Jesus, lover of my soul Friends may fail me, foes assail me He, my Savior, makes me whole Hallelujah, what I say
let me hide myself in you. Tempted to ride and sometimes fail you. Heed my strength, my victory wins. Hallelujah, you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate there's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then Faith FM has a brand new live show each weekday morning straight after the breakfast show called Tassie Encounters. Tune in for fascinating discussions of history, science, faith and personal encounters with Jesus. Tassie Encounters, live every weekday straight after the breakfast show on Faith FM. Looking up to you. We're on the final stretch in our first program of eight in the book of Revelation, studying the seven churches. And you may be thinking, eight? I thought there's only seven churches. This is an introduction. We are looking at the first chapter of the book of Revelation, which introduces the seven churches. It introduces Jesus. It introduces um, the main theme of Revelation. It introduces the second coming. There is just so much in this first chapter. Oh, we could we could have drawn this out over the eight weeks. <laughs> we could have just this first chapter. Um, and so we we yeah. I just want to thank um, each and every one of you for tuning in, and I know that you are blessed because the promise is there is a blessing right. to each and every person who is willing to hear, 
listen. Well, I guess that's the same here. What, what is it? Read, keep, and uh, read, listen, and keep. Yeah, along those, yeah along, read, hear, and keep. Read, hear, and keep the words. Um, so there's a blessing. As uh, Sharissa pointed out at the beginning of this study, this is the only book in the whole Bible, out of all 66 books, where there is a blessing attached at the very beginning for those who are willing to take the time to read it and to understand it and by God's grace to put it into practice. So it's a powerful book. Now we have our prizes already gone. Is that so, so? I was hoping to get the third <laughs> and final book. That was a great book. Um, but anyway, they're all gone, so good on you guys and I'm um, hoping and pray you'll be blessed as you'll enjoy that book. So... Charissa, we have a question that's come through from our friend Freco. Yeah, he, so he's, he's wondering uh, yeah. as we as we read it, he's wondering if um, you know we'll all be raised. Will some people watch people be raised up? I think when Jesus comes yeah. at the resurrection. Good question, Freco. Thank you for asking. And um, based on scripture, based on First Thessalonians chapter four, and I mentioned earlier, you know, Revelation chapter six, um, when Jesus comes, those that are in the grave, according to what the Bible teaches, the Apostle Paul and many other places, those who are in the grave, um, they will hear his voice. Those who are in Christ, those who have given their hearts and lives to Christ from the days of Adam and Eve all the way through to the end of time, those who have passed away and are in the graves, the Bible says they will hear his voice, you know, the voice of the trumpet. That's the heavenly alarm clock, I call it, the heavenly <laughs> alarm clock. They will hear the alarm clock saying, time to wake up. That's right. And so they will wake up and... Uh, yeah, they will be caught up in the air, the Bible says. And then Paul says, those of us who are alive, so those who are alive when Jesus comes, they will be caught up together with them. So both groups go up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. So the Lord remains in the air with all the angels. And so those who are raised to life as well as those who are alive will be caught up together. There will be sadly those that will be on the earth that will be simply looking up. And you don't want to be looking up at that time because if you are left behind, on the earth, that means you are part of those who are alive and sadly um, you have chosen not to be part of God's community of faith that would enjoy eternity forevermore. And so they'll be the ones that mourn that we read of earlier. They're the ones that are going to cry to the rocks to fall on them and for the, you know, for the caves to hide them from Jesus Christ. And that's in Revelation chapter six. Absolutely. So thank you, Freco. Good, good, good question and, and a good Bible answer right there. Well, I guess we're ready to keep going. We, we got just a short segment here left of our program to get to the end of chapter one. Um, so we'll just pick up in verse 12 and read and, and I'll stop and then we'll talk and we'll keep reading. So the Bible says in verse 12, then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me and have Having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. And I just pause right there, just because there was a lot of, 
that was a it was like watching a movie in my it head was. as I read, as I read it, it. There's so much imagery there, yeah. So, yeah. so much symbolism. Absolutely. <clears throat> so backing right up, John uh, turns to see the voice that has spoken to him, mm. and as he turns, he sees seven golden lampstands. Now, this is sanctuary imagery. We just have to make a note of that. Uh, we're going to talk more about the sanctuary as we go through, I think, in the next couple of chapters, because this imagery appears again. But the sanctuary and Revelation are quite connected. That's right. In the sense that both of them tell us about the plan of salvation. That's right. The whole sanctuary um, uh, services, in fact, the the way the sanctuary is set up, yes. it's literally the plan of salvation. If you just look at the geography of the furniture in the sanctuary, you discover that it's in the in the, sh- in, in the in the in the shape of a cross. Yes, um, good point. So so the sanctuaries at the very heart of the plan of salvation. The plan of salvation is described to us in sanctuary language. Yeah, I love that. And and just real quick, you know, if you think about it, you've got. As if we think about a picture of the sanctuary, you would come into the sanctuary courtyards through, through the gate, That's into right. the courtyard. The first piece of uh, furniture that you saw, I guess, would be the altar of sacrifice. That's right. Reminding us of the death of Christ. And we read about the death of Jesus in the Gospels. And then right after that was the laver, mm-hmm. which was like a picture of baptism, reminding us of baptism. And we saw 3,000 join the church and be baptized at Pentecost. Mm-hmm. So we're moving in. In one day. In one day. Then you come into the holy place and in the, this first apartment are three pieces of furniture mm-hmm. and you've got the seven branch candlesticks mm-hmm. so this is holy place that's language. on the left hand side as you're going in yep then on the other side the right hand you've got the table of showbread with uh, two stacks of six loaves uh, reminding us of the word of God and, and the twelve tribes of Israel twelve tribes twelve disciples twelve disciples and right in front of us if we were in the holy place would be the altar of incense which is uh, remind us that Incense is like the prayers of the saints mingled with the righteousness of Christ. So in the holy place, we see how we maintain our relationship with Mm -hmm, Jesus through mm -hmm, witnessing, mm -hmm. through prayer, and through Bible study. And this is all unpacked for us in uh, the New Testament, even in the book of Revelation. It's not till you get to the most holy place that you find the Ten Commandments Mm. and those things. And it's actually interesting as we go through Revelation, we start... We'll hit the Ten Commandments later on. Yeah, we hit them in at the at the beginning of the second half, which is chapter eleven, verse nineteen, which is the second half of Revelation. So that's the springboard for the second half, which begins in in chapter twelve. It's very, very powerful. So that's a great summary, Sharissa. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord, because once we get he sees the seven lampstands, so we're in holy place imagery right there. Mm. He sees someone like the Son of Man. Who's that? Well, the Son of Man was a favorite term that Jesus used to describe himself and and his mission. You know, he's called the Son of God and the Son of Man. So the Son of God and the Son of Man, these are two titles that link heaven and earth together. Mm. And Jesus forever is both the Son of God and the Son of Man. He is forever both divine and human. He is forever our our Savior and our Redeemer. And it's interesting he has... Um, you know, he has these uh, seven churches in his hand, mm. in his right hand, it says, and right is a sign of favor. And we think of those hands, those nail pierced hands. And so, you know, so these churches have been bought, you know, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ right there from the word go. 
Ah, oh, yes, I, the seven stars. I love that. They're in his hands. And, and I love, too, um, the description of Jesus. His eyes like a flame of fire. Fire is very mesmerizing. Mm. Like, you can look at fire, I can anyway, forever. <laughs> I, can, yeah. I never get bored of watching the fire. Like a nice fireplace yeah. on a cold day yeah. in some log cabin. And so this, I find it very fascinating. John describes that his eyes are like a flame of fire. The, as you read the description of John that he gives of what he saw, I get the impression that Jesus is attractive. Very attractive. He's drawing. He is not someone to be afraid of. He's someone to be a friend of. And I love how when John is, you know, on, on the Lord's day, is in vision, he hears the voice, John sees Jesus first. Mm, that's the first thing that he sees. First. Not the beasts, not the, not the beasts. dragon. But Jesus Christ. But Jesus. And it's interesting, you talked about, you know, Jesus is not someone to be afraid of, mm-hmm. or God is not someone to be afraid of, to be a friend of. Notice the first words, you know, that um, Jesus shares with John, who falls at the feet, um, <laughs> excuse me, of Jesus as, yeah. as a dead man. He says, you know, verse 17, but he laid his right hand on me. There's a go, that, that, yes. that, that hand of favor. He laid his right hand. That's why we, you know, when we shake hands, we shake with the right hand. You know, yep. that, that's the hand of favor. Um, and, and he said to me, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Beautiful. So the first thing Jesus says to John is, don't be afraid. Um, you are in my hand. You are in my hand. I was dead, but I'm alive. I am the first fruit. You remain in me. You will live again. Amen. It's very powerful. So the resurrection is here. The second coming is here. Hope is here. It's all here in the very first chapter. Yes. Do not be afraid. And if ever there was a time when we needed this message, it's today because there's so much fear today. There's so much frustration. There, there's so much chaos and com- confusion in our world. People need hope, and we have it right here. Amen. I love that. And uh, I love, too, that Jesus says, I have the keys. Mm. So death is not beyond his access. Like, he, he he can resurrect the dead. He alone is able to open the grave with the key of life. Yes. Because he is the life. He said, I am, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. And um, just real quickly, too, like we all struggle with self, <laughs> selfishness, pride, um, self-sufficiency, but the best way to die to self according to John's experience here, is to look to Jesus. Mm. Because he says he saw Jesus and he fell down as though dead at his mm. feet. Like he was just overcome and with um, the majesty of Christ. Amen. Do you want to read the last few verses to the end of the chapter? Sure. So um, so I think we've just uh, read up to verse. verse 18. So I'll start off in verse 19. Yep. And um, Jesus says to him, Write the things which you have seen. Sorry, the angel says, Write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. All right. So I like here, if anyone's reading and wondering, well, what are the the seven stars? The Bible tells us. It tells us. It lets us understand. So symbols here 
are given their definition and their That's meaning. Right. We That's don't right have here. to make them up or invent them. There are times when those symbols are not right there. No. You have to look for them elsewhere. But sometimes it's in the Bible. Yeah, it's always in the Bible. Sometimes it's in the same chapter. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's in another chapter of that particular um, you know, uh, book. Other times you've got to go elsewhere in the New Testament or in the Old Testament, but they are there to be found. They're somewhere in the Bible. Yes, and, and uh, those angels, another word for angel in, well, the word in Greek means messenger. So the messengers or the messages to the seven churches. Mm. And uh, time is running away on us. But, you know, as we're just wrapping up this section, I think it's important for us to recognize uh, you, you drew, drew a heart on the map. Mm. <laughs> Before of the map of the seven churches, and yeah. it's important for us to recognize that Jesus pictures himself as in the midst of his church mm. and as holding the churches in his hand. Yeah, in his right hand. Right hand. hand Nail scarred right Nail-scarred hand. Nail scarred right hand. And that's important to remember that we, you know, whatever happens, mm. um, difficulties, challenges, stressful times will come. But when you're held in the hand of God, you are safe don't need to and be secure. Afraid. You don't have to be afraid. You just Amen. look to Him and you can have peace Amen. in your heart. Amen. Because He's the Prince of Peace. Wow, that was very powerful. Thank you so much for leading us in that Bible study, Sharissa. So, folks, this is just the first installment of eight. Next week, we're going to be moving into our seven churches, the first one being the Church of Ephesus. Um, but before we wrap up completely, sit back and, and listen to this beautiful song from, from Wendell Kimbra, I Am Making All Things New. What a great way to bring this to an end. I saw the heavens open For the former things were past And I heard my Savior singing I have come for you at last I will wipe away their sorrow You will no more cry or grieve To the thirsty I give healing Spring of life come drink oh, Behold, I am making all things new Write this down, every word is true Tell the world what I came to do I am making all things new City, New Jerusalem descend, and a voice announced with splendor, I will dwell with you, my friends, I will be your God forever, you will never leave my side, you were always my beloved, now at last you'll Oh, 
song I'm making all things new and that is straight out of the book of Revelation that's towards the back end there where where John sees you know this brand new city coming down from heaven the new Jerusalem adorned and dressed like a beautiful bride for her husband and um, Jesus says you know um, through his disciple John behold I'm making all things new and sure is I'm looking forward to that day when indeed there'll be no more pain no more suffering no more heartache no more death no more COVID mm. uh, no more chaos <laughs> no more confusion hallelujah when yep. Jesus makes all things new Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it too. And it's an encouragement to know that each day that goes by brings us another day closer. Yeah. So let's keep looking up, folk. We each and every day, as Sharissa said, we are one day closer to the, to, to the divine alarm clock. <laughs> so Sharissa, do you have any final thoughts you want to share uh, with our listeners look, for today? There were so many highlights of the chapter, chapter one that we've read together today. And I guess that the thing that I hope that there's so many things I hope that stick with our listeners, but if you forget everything, just remember that John saw Jesus. Mm. And when you see Jesus, it puts everything into perspective. It gives, he gives you a peace that passes all understanding. And, uh, yeah, we need to look to him right now. So I would encourage you, if you've never looked to him before, to do so. Amen. To, um, take that time and just fall on your knees and, and give your heart to him. Read the, read the chapter again. Go over it and see what stands out to you because it's something as a blessing as we learned to be gained by looking to Jesus. Amen. There's only one way to fly today, folk, I say over and over again, and that is, you know, looking up, you know, looking to Jesus. And, um, as we see this world unraveling before our very eyes, we, we recognize that the things Jesus told us about, those final birth pains that would usher in the coming of Jesus, um, would, would be what we are seeing right now. And so this ought to tell us that our redemption is drawing near. And so there's only one place to go and that is to Jesus. And as far as I'm concerned, I just, I just want to thank, um, thank God for, for this wonderful book, the book of Revelation, for it's the revelation of Jesus Christ on the same theme as what you have shared, you know, as Jesus Christ himself in person revealed himself to the aged apostle John to encourage him, uh, to ensure that he would not be afraid. So too, Jesus wants to reveal himself to you today. Amen. He wants to reveal himself to you. He loves you with an everlasting love and he wants you to be part of his kingdom. Mm. So, Sharissa, would you like to um, have a prayer um, for our listeners and then I'll share a couple of things and then sign off for another week? Sure. 
Our loving Father in heaven, thank you for the book of Revelation. Thank you for the message and the hope that it brings to our hearts. Thank you for Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for the tender regard and the care and compassion and and watch that you keep over your church, over those who love you. Lord, we commit ourselves to you and we just pray for our listeners. Thank you so much for each and every one of them. Bless them as they study your word. And may our faith in Jesus grow as we step through the book of Mm, Revelation together. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And thank you so much for joining us, folk, wherever you are joining us from. I pray that you have been tremendously blessed in this awesome book, the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, the apocalypse, the one that reveals Jesus Christ um, in all his glory and beauty at the end of time and how his people can remain confident in his care and keeping. And just a reminder, um, in a couple of weeks' time, I am beginning a series called Discover Hope, Finding Peace in Uncertain Times. And I want to encourage you to join in. You can register online. Go to discover-hope.square.site, S-I-T-E. If you're not quite sure, just send us a message and we will share that with you. Otherwise, folk, for another week here from Looking Up, I just want to encourage you to keep looking up because fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always keeps looking up. God bless you, and until next time, we see you then. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me.